0: G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome
1: to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I am definitely not doing our intro today. We are on mm. with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolan. And Hello. we Hi. We have an, actually a pretty serious show today. Um, we are going to be talking to one of the last survivors of the Holocaust. And I know that... Um, we don't usually handle serious stuff. I mean, yes, we talk about Harvey Weinstein and we talk about well, yeah, kind of spent the, the me last, Too stuff.
2: You're like, talking about the Me Too stuff, but uh, mm. this
1: is this is a different league of serious, I think, than than Paul and I usually do. So we are going to talk a little bit. I've had people asking about the coronavirus, and I had mm-hmm. someone asking me about a flat Earth thing, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, but our main focus today is going to be on uh, Goldie Jacobi. She was born May 14th, 1937. She lived with her parents and brother in Poland uh, when it was annexed by Germany in 1939. I'm gonna
2: yeah, let her... bad weekend. So Yeah,
1: yeah not, not a good time. Um, but what I'm finding, and there seems to be an influx in entertainment now of something that's horrifying me just a little bit, um, I had someone not even a month ago propose a film and the entire premise was essentially what if the Holocaust was, was uh, a conspiracy to um, distract people from Germany's growing power and stop them from taking power and what if none of it was real? Obviously, this uh-huh. is not a film I agreed to fund, Greenlight, or have mm-hmm. anything to do with because good it's- Lord...
2: Well, I mean, there've been movies like there was the Iron Sky, uh, where the Germans basically hit on the dark side of the moon and have been building themselves up since World War II. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been told to be on my best behavior, and I think your assistant grounded me earlier. But yeah, know, she, that's how she, she did. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how things go.
1: Um, and normally, I'm, I'm, we're not going to do a lot of swearing in this show. I know the money goes to charity, but uh, the, the subjects we have to hit on today are very um, dangerous for Paul and I mm-hmm. because we are not <laughs> good. At, <laughs> I, I'd like to point out when Paul and I went to AdultCon they had a, a booth for human trafficking, and Paul put in an order for the kind of girl he wanted to human traffic. I just so to- we
2: we <laughs> have zero sense of humor over there. <laughs> I mean, my God.
1: So we are not good at handling serious subjects, but I will say um, I lost family. um, My mom's Jewish and I lost family in the Holocaust. I lost family um, fighting in World War II on both, on on all sides of my family. There are, there is a 70 million dead people, not just the people in the camps, but the people fighting. The whole thing was horrific. So this is a subject I want to take very seriously um, and the coronavirus, they're closing down parts of Seattle. So for the people asking me if this affects film, of course it affects film. Mm. Uh, Time to Die was just, re- uh, the release was just uh, delayed. The new James Bond.
2: Yeah, if nobody wants to go into uh, uh, a, an enclosed space with a bunch of people they don't know, I, you know, I get it. We've had 12, I think, what, 12 dozen. Dessin- so far in America,
1: more than that. And something um, like that. Yeah, it's it's been. They also canceled South oh. by Southwest. Jesus.
2: Oops. I mean, just canceled, not delayed, canceled. I don't know, yeah, it'd be hard for well. Could get all the independents. They they, they might still be, but yeah.
1: there's there's something you know. I know everyone's trying not to call it a pandemic. I had someone chatting with me on Twitter, and yeah, they, you know,
2: I mean, it ain't quite there yet here. It's but, getting yeah. there.
1: It, pandemic oh, yeah. means it's all over the world. Doesn't matter if you got one case there, it's all over the world. We're already losing more people to this than we lost to the Spanish flu. So it's it's pretty bad. It's affecting tourism and of course it's affecting film. Um and then so that's a pretty serious one.
2: Yeah, the uh, world's just gonna be put on pause for a bit. I'm sure that goes across every industry
1: absolutely 100 percent. and tourism they're saying the tourism industry is a huge one that's being affected because duh
2: yeah really you know and it's not the places that you go it's that you're stuck in inside a a tube with recycled air for however long it takes to get to where you want to go
1: just stay away from disneyland that's all i can say um now for the people this might
2: be the best time to go to disneyland I think everybody's got that mentality, but, you know, we'll see. It's like going on Christmas, you
1: know. Everyone's like, this is a great idea. The best day I ever found for amusement park was uh, Cinco de Mayo. And, um, we went to magic mountain. There were no waits for any of the rides. It was incredible. Uh, I will say on a lighter note, I've had people writing in about flat earth theories and trying to pitch me flat earth documentaries. Um, and I couldn't think of how to respond to that, so I found, do it. Whole, I found do
2: it. No, no. Do it. No, 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 no. no. This, you know that's going to be entertaining as hell.
1: That's a valid point. It may be. This, 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 to... is,
2: this is America. We do not cut the camera when an idiot starts rambling.
1: That's true. All I need to do is get that guy from um, Ancient Aliens, the one with the big hair. Uh,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I guess so. I only know the meme. I don't really watch those shows.
1: <laughs> neither um, neither I, do I. But that's that's. I all don't it
2: think the Earth mind. is flat because, well, you know, smarts. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those. Well, they there was apparently a study they paid to see if the Earth was flat. Um, they did the anti-vaxxers did it as well, where they paid to see if vaccines were dangerous. that it came back that they weren't, so they got angry and tried to sue um, the scientists they hired. Well, the flat earthers did the same thing, where they hired people. You think that have learned from uh, the that the anti-vaxxers would have learned from this, but they hired people to prove that the Earth was flat. And guess what? It's right. a globe. It's shocking, I know. Um, but the best way to address the people on the flat Earth thing, I found a great poem by a woman named uh, Simulated Ether or a man named Simulated Ether. I don't know. It's someone on Reddit, but it was the best thing I heard. And it was, roses are red, turns out it does spin. It's not NASA's fault that your IQ is 10. We've been presented the facts that you choose to ignore. Instead, you invent stories. Maybe you're bored. The book says we are special, that we're all one of a kind. Too bad the flat earth is all in your mind. We live on a globe that, my friend, is true. Even if you don't believe me, you live on it too. So grab your stubborn head, pull it out of your ass, don't drag Ooh. us all down because you failed physics class. Hey. I thought it was the best way to address that.
2: Physics class, geography class, really?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just reading the poem. No, no, I get
2: it. I get it. I get it. I get it.
1: But I think geography class would work. Then again, our maps aren't exactly great. I'm just. I wonder if these are the people that sat in classrooms and went, "Well, it's flat on a map, so why is it not flat now?"
2: No, they're the people who sat in classrooms and ate glue. So, uh, (laughs) and yes, I do mean to be insulting. I'm sorry if there is if I if you tell me that you think the Earth is flat, I'm sorry. I don't necessarily want to hear anything else out of you.
1: That is a really good point. Well, I'm kind of there with the anti vaxxers as well. uh, When people are sitting there, like between. Anti-vaxxers, flat earthers, and Holocaust deniers. I'm kind of at the point that I think we, the, the, we just need a damn good spanking for a few people. Um,
0: yeah.
1: when, you look at, when you look at the anti-vaxxers, I think vaccines have been a victim of their own success. They're like, oh, measles isn't that bad. Oh, you know, mumps isn't that bad. All these things are not that bad. Buddy, you haven't lived in a world where there were epidemics. Neither have I. We're very, very lucky. You know, we've lived in a world where we aren't looking at crippling childhood polio. We aren't looking at smallpox. I mean, we've eradicated smallpox, bar the strand we keep in case we need more vaccine. It's incredible. I mean, we've actually managed to wipe out smallpox. Don't make any jokes, Paul. Um, And it's (laughs) horrifying that these diseases are now being brought back because people don't want to talk about it or, or acknowledge its existence. Then on it's the flip a little, side.
2: Yeah. It's a little more than that. I mean, I know that there are, there are, uh, maybe like 50, 60,000 people who died of cholera in Yemen because of the, because of the crap we've been pulling up. We've been helping them pull up. It is uh, the, the fight that's been going on. Yemeni's people are stuck in the middle. So yeah. It's, so it's that's all- making a
1: comeback. Yeah. We're in a world that we don't trust doctors, we don't trust police, we don't trust historians, and we wonder why we're sick and we're violent. Mm. It's
2: Actually, I kind of wonder. With all that, you know, you'd figure if you ignore all the obvious facts and signs and stuff, then you'd probably be happier inside. But no, no, they, they, you all want people want to make things miserable.
1: I don't get it. Um, and I am going to be very interested to talk to our guest and find out especially for her because she came from a time you know i i don't know i've I've, i'd love to know from her perspective what it's like to deal with holocaust deniers with these people that so stupidly
2: i think at her age she's on the other side of giving it you know is eventually you get i am i'm starting to develop in the thing you know so like just don't let an idiot ruin your day
1: well, now she's, she actually tours because she doesn't want this forgotten. Her husband um, wrote a book and survived the camps. Uh, she watched both her grandparents uh, be be murdered with rifle butts. Um, it, it's just, it's horrible. Right. And so to see that we're getting back to a point, you know, it's awful that we're denying vaccines. It's awful that we're denying the earth is around because Come on, okay, no, we
2: we are not. That is okay. that is a small group. <laughs> in which case, I think half of them just like to be in the group to see how far they can push the other people in the group.
1: Okay, what about the Holocaust deniers?
2: Okay, like, I've only ever met like two of those people in my life, and they had a definite agenda and an overall uh, bigotry towards the Jewish people. So I'm just bigger I just chalk them up to uh, garden variety bigots with, uh, with idiots.
1: I've seen people that were raised by Holocaust deniers that come up believing this. One of the groups, I was doing a television, some years show some years back called the Rocks, mm. um, which is how I got sued by the rock. Cause I owned the domain and still own the domain, the rocks TV. So his people sued me. I don't like him very much. Um, I hear he's wonderfully nice. I just don't like him because he sued me, but we were doing this. And one of the people that wanted to do product placement, was actually a white supremacist group like uh the show's being put together by by uh, a wonderful Jewish woman uh Dev Ross incredible right. writer so what what did like, they
2: want to advertise like
1: their group
2: sheets or they wanted to uh, they, no, they, they wanted were looking to for more, bring more out membership
1: membership they were wanting to membership I was it's... like our creators Jewish oh I could I was yeah. they were happy to pay for placement. It was like, one, she's not going to let you. Two, if she did, you're not going to like your placement very much. Um, But even giving people negative press sometimes gives them press.
2: It's like, remember when the Nazis just uh, uh, marched in Skokie, Illinois? I don't know if they still do, but I'm pretty sure they kind of stopped when charitable organizations would would be sponsoring a Nazi day for every mile they walked they uh x amount of dollars was donated to uh charities that help people get deprogrammed out of these stupid places
1: oh i like that that's a good way to go mm. we're going to go to break and when we come back we are going to be talking more about the holocaust flat earth yeah. oh, coronavirus the yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. depressing mm-hmm. stuff mm. um and we're coming at it from a Hollywood perspective I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolan. And we'll be right back after this.
2: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors. Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, Philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes.
1: G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co host, host of the Mountain Moderate, Paul Michael Bowling. And I do want to say, mm-hmm. since we're not doing the swearing thing we usually do on the show where we swear and give money to charity, um, I'm going to match mm-hmm. however much oh, swore, Paul and I swore last week. Um, I'm going to match oh, that okay. and Variety's portion and give it to the charities we work with. The charities we usually work with are the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and Free MMA. And I always say we swear because we care. This week, we're not we're not swearing because we care. I do want to give um, a shout-out real quick to the people that make me look gorgeous for a red carpet, even though this sounds terrible and vain right now. Uh, Tiny Bebbles ha- Bubbles Hair Salon, thank you for making me look gorgeous. The new Palm Springs Diet, spray it under your tongue, get skinny. And our giveaways this week are from True Rest Float Spas in Sedona and Las Vegas. And you can use it at any True Rest Float Spa and off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California, ATV rides. So Paul's going to choose a question, And if you answer it correctly, you can have either one of these things. And today's tresses, thank you. uh, When I don't have time to get my hair done, it's great to put on an already done wig and just look gorgeous for work.
2: So. Okay, okay. wow. All right. So, uh, question? Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, the uh, unreleased, maybe unfinished film that Jerry Lewis uh, uh, directed uh, about that was set during the Holocaust. Okay. Okay.
1: Give us the name of that film, and we will give you the information. Uh, we'll, we'll give you either a ride at Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California, or a float at True Rest Sedona or Las Vegas. You can use it at any True Rest bar. Now, I'm going to mm-hmm. say, uh, usually Paul and I chat during the break, and, you know, we uh, we don't really talk about stuff because we like to, you know, hear things first time on air so that our reactions are genuine. And sometimes we'll chat and we'll discuss whether we should discuss something. Something we were chatting about during the break that kind of got to me was I was uh, saying to Paul, I wonder if the way we as a, a group in Hollywood are handling things now are causing some of this doubt because we've, seen, you know, we, we've we talked about the Holocaust and we've told this story from so many different angles. Um, you have the film Jojo Rabbit outright now. Um, I haven't seen it. I still want to see it. It's supposed I to be really very it. good. How was I it?
2: Saw, I, I saw it. It was. Uh... <laughs> It was glorious it was gloriously it was pretty brilliant, but in uh, and, and gloriously weird at the same time. So okay. you know, it's from the guy who gave us Thor three and what we do in the shadows. So
1: it's well I I still wanna see it. I, I love the his style of movie. No, no, but.
2: no I'm not I'm not trying to say not to see it because um. it actually is a really good movie.
1: But it's I in uh, my
2: top ten, I just haven't figured out my top ten yet.
1: I'll have to I'll have to see it then. Uh, One of the ones I saw recently that I loved, it was a foreign language film, it's called Look Who's Back, and it's about uh, Adolf Hitler appearing today, and how this journalist follows him and he starts to build his following again by doing this. And we look at what's going on today, and I wonder if it would be that easy for him to build a following.
2: Uh... Probably not. I, I mean, I'd like to think so, and no, but we have access to information, yes, access to misinformation at our fingertips all the time. Um, and I uh, would... So, yeah, why not? Why Why would it happen? I don't think it would happen. We haven't seen anything like that in a long time.
1: But we did see the rise... Um, I mean, what was it? Three years ago, we had people... We are not making this political, by the way, people, so don't you dare on Twitter. Um, we had people marching and, you know, chanting Jews will not replace us.
2: Right. I'm not going to respect, I'm not going to uh, apologize for those dildos, but uh, that was kind of, it was a bit of a hoodwink there. It was the Unite the Right rally to be, and most of the people, the, the big numbers of people came down there because it was, they wanted to protect their statues, which is a separate yeah, argument. Yeah. And a heck of, and in, moving the goalposts forward, you
1: know? Well, we don't, I don't think we focus in history class on slavery the way we need to. I know it's still going on. You know, Mm -hmm. you said that to me during the break.
0: Yeah.
1: But I don't think we focus on slavery the way we need to. And I don't think we focus on racism and I don't think we focus on the Holocaust we need to. There's the old- There's
2: enough on racism. I think there's been a lot of fake racism going around too.
1: I'm not talking about the bull sugar. I caught myself. I didn't swear. I uh, I'm not talking about the bull sugar mm-hmm. that everyone's spouting for attention today. I'm talking about real, dyed-in-the-wool, let's destroy people's lives racism. Yeah, which is think- kind of
2: slowly dying out because you know I think Oprah made a point. It's like look, some it's just ingrained in some people who've been, who grew up living in it. were quite a few years out of it. Out of it, and those people are old, and eventually they just die off.
1: I know, but I, I think I'm afraid. By forgetting the sins of the past, we'll be doomed to repeat I'm them. I'm not
2: saying not say the not say the sins of the past or the sins of today. Hey, one of the reasons we didn't find, we don't find out so they don't talk about uh, the slavery that goes on in Malaysia is because Obama tried to uh, reduce the. There's a human rights grade that every country has to have, otherwise we won't we won't trade with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But he's lobbied to get it rated ra- from uh, god awful to eh, uh, just so they get involved in the uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership.
1: Hey, number one, don't pick on Obama. I love him and I want to have his baby, but I get it. Number two, um, I, I agree with you on that. That's hard. I think. I don't know if Hollywood continuing to make films the way we have been mm-hmm. is creating it, pushing it to the point where people think it's a far off delusion.
2: There isn't. Um, I know there's no flat earth. Uh, is there a flat earth movie out there? Yeah, there is. There, if, there, if there if there, are, I know there have been like flat earth characters in films and they use the... the the, the, the fact that the character's flat earth as a vehicle to show you how stupid the character is. Cause they generally, the, that's the comic relief character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I haven't seen anything with uh, oh. that. Is Yes, this is it. I have. Put the name of the, and if you
1: guys can put the name of the movie on Twitter, uh, we'll give you an ATV ride or we'll give you a float at true rest or off-road rentals. But I will say, um, you don't want to float at Off Road Rentals. It's sand, and you definitely don't want to ride a dirt bike or an ATV over at uh, True Rest. You'll get arrested. But if you want to float at True Rest or ride at Off Road Rentals, give us the name of one. Put it up. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, I just I, I worry that we're not getting enough education, and yeah. I worry that Hollywood. We got to go to break in a sec. I worry that yeah. Hollywood is um, because we create such a fantasy, you know, with Lord of the Rings, saying this film. You know, AI being brought to you by Steven Spielberg and Schindler's List being brought to you by Steven Spielberg. I think, to a degree, people—it's uh, become more of a fantasy, and people forget. That's what. You no, know, me.
2: I—I mean, I was well. AI—that was two thousand and one. I was—I actually spent a week or two on that shoot. it uh, It was a good hmm? film.
1: It was, um. Yeah,
2: it's kind of boring, but you know.
1: Uh, would you read now, guys, I know normally we have the guest introduce yeah. themselves this week. Uh, we are going to talk about Miss Goldie's bio. We're going to talk about Miss Goldie a little bit. Then we're going to have her talk about herself as well. Paul, would you uh, introduce Miss yeah. Goldie? Then we're gonna uh,
2: we're ta- We are talking to Goldie Jacoby today, who was born May 14th, 1937. She lived with her parents and brother in uh, Cato i I'm really sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, Poland, in which case Nazi Germany arrived September 1939. All right, the uh, when the Goldie family in 1942 visited her paternal grandparents in uh, in a Polish small town, uh, they found despair and sadness, and the Nazis on the on the march. Goldie, uh, five six years old at the time, witnessed some forgettable horrors. Okay, get it. That's why I'm doing it. Yep. Uh, we saw the young mother, she saw a young mother and her own mother helping place a newborn baby in a suitcase and close the lid. <sighs> Killing the infant rather than, than uh, herself, rather than see it tortured and murdered by the Nazis. The, and the Jews of the town were ordered to assemble. Uh, Goldie witness, a Gestapo wrenching babies from their mother's arms and hurting them. Oh wow! Hurling them in cement at a cement wall. Uh, yeah, uh, she saw the Nazis murder the grandparents uh, with rifle butts. I'm assuming to save on bullets. Yawa. All right. Uh, she saw her mother and grand. Mother, she saw her brother saw the Germans hold the bayonet against the throat of their mother, who was claiming who was stalling, claiming she didn't know where Goldie's father was father, and uncle were, while giving them time to flee. Oof. Goldie and family were running for survival, hiding hiding and begging for food. Farmers chased them away, told them that they did not help Jews. Goldie and family were hungry, thirsty, full of lice and sores. Finally, a Christian farmer risked his life, hid 10 members of Goldie's family in his barn, In a small two-pig-sty, four children and six adults were jammed in together on a straw-covered cement floor. Uh, For three years, in that pig-sty barn, hungry every day, the farmer had very little food for his family. It was very little food for them, too. Goldie had celebrated his 67th birthday in hiding. Uh, After immigrating to the USA, Goldie faced challenges, lacking English skills, Skills, uh, which was assigned for ages uh eleven when she was around eleven or twelve. Uh, first grade she was ridiculed and bullied as a foreigner. Uh but in nineteen fifty-three she married George Jacoby, uh a Holocaust survivor at the age of seven of the concentration camps. They moved to Los Angeles in nineteen fifty-four due to a brutal attack on Goldie in New York, now a resident of Palm Springs since nineteen seventy-nine. They have two daughters and one granddaughter. She's a Holocaust educator. Uh, Goldie speaks to schools about her experiences during the darkest time in history. Her booklets were uh, "What Holocaust," and her husband's book "God Forsaken."
1: Now, I'm I'm going to say this. Um, I had Paul read that because even listening listening to this, I'm in tears. I know that this was difficult for Paul to read. Reading this for the first time, okay. I know for Paul and for me, we're we're professionals. We do this stuff like read off stuff every day. But when you read something like this, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with uh, Miss Goldie. And I am going to get myself some tissues. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with uh, my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, And we'll We'll be be right back back after this. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolan. And I am very, very honored to introduce uh, Miss Goldie Jacoby, our, our very, very special guest today. Miss um, Goldie, welcome to the show. Hi, hello. How are you? Uh, we were doing great. Then we read your bio and I, I, it just, it broke my heart. It really broke my heart.
3: Well, um, that's, that was my life, but I, I, I tried to go on and I tried to do the best I can by teaching, mm-hmm. teaching the Holocaust so that it does not happen again. Please let it not happen again.
1: Well, I want to say thank you very, very much for being on the show. And thank you very much for taking your time to go share your experiences with people that it, that is incredibly brave. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what's inspired you to go do this? Because to relive these experiences and talk to people has got to be very difficult.
3: Well, you see, after survival and after hardship, still going on with hardships because my life has always been a hardship, unfortunately. But I decided to speak when I came to Palm Springs. And I went to a doctor, and my husband was already speaking because he didn't, you know, he, he's much braver than I am, was. And, and uh, we went to this do- holistic doctor, and when he found out we were Holocaust survivors, he told the nurse, get those shit Holocaust survivors out of my office. <gasps> and when he said that, and I, this is America, and this is the first time in America that I have experienced any anti-Semitism in America. You know, so, so, so when that happened, we both went out in the car and we sat there. I cried without stop. We didn't know what to do. You know, I just didn't know what to do. We were just sitting there dumbfounded. And then finally we got ourselves home and I decided that I am going to speak. Now I'm really going to speak. And I wrote the books after that you know, because I just needed, I needed to share my stories and so people know that this is not a myth. This is not something made up. This is, this is my, this is true life for millions of people and millions have died. Six million have died, you know, for no reason whatsoever, for nothing and no reason. And we survived by some miracle and it, it was a miracle by, by one wonderful, wonderful Gentile human being that saved our lives, you know, and risked his own. And, um, and my story keeps going on and on and on, you know, and uh, uh, you want me to tell you, to, we well, you already read the beginning of my life, and that was the okay. beginning. Uh, the, my you, you, bio was the you beginning talk about of about what you want to talk life. about. We to so. Yeah. Okay, so let me just tell you that this is the beginning. We went to visit in a little town. Uh, I guess they they did it before I was born too. My my parents, one one year, the paternal grandparents and one year the, the maternal per, the grandparents did a reunion with all our aunts and uncles. So so that this year of of hell, we went to visit my paternal grandparents in a very little town in Poland. And that's what what you read. I don't want to repeat unless uh, you want me to. It's Please. what happened just at the beginning, at the beginning of our visit at that town. And from then on in, it was just a nightmare and unsurvivable. You know, I have t- t- tons of letters from students, and they keep saying they they don't know how I survived it because they couldn't. And I say, yes, you could. You don't know if you could or you couldn't, you know.
0: Right.
2: Hopefully they'll never it's, be tested.
3: Yeah. It, we survive and, and then we decide whether we want to live or die. And if you decide to live, then you have to do, live your best life, as I tell the students, and not take up space in this world unless you contribute to this world. So, and that's what I, what I am doing all my life. I've been speaking to students for 35 to 40 years now. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I have watched, as I said, I cannot get it out of my head. And, you know, I can't sleep night sometimes because I hear those babies crying, you know, and the mother screaming when they threw the babies against the wall, you know. and And I had to watch, and I was watching all that, you know. Uh, the, the babies were bleeding, and, and of course smashed to, to pieces, and the mothers were screaming like 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 you have never. And I thought for sure they're going to take me too, because I was just a little girl, and I thought maybe you know you don't know how small you are if you're a baby or not. But then then after after all that, they asked all the old people to come to come down. And they didn't even wait till they came down. My grandparents, they grabbed them down by the necks, you know, and they brought them down as they were standing there. Uh, the Gestapo with the Polish police, and they hit them over the, with a rifle over their heads, and I and and immediately they fell and died. My 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 buddy, my grand my grandmother, my grand grandfather, and to this day, I forgot to ask my mother. What happened, I never remember a funeral. I just don't remember. I remember so much, but I don't remember what happened to their bodies. but uh I remember my mother uh took her have both of her hands and put it over my mouth, you know, so I wouldn't scream and draw attention to the to the Germans so they wouldn't kill us and and so on and so forth. And then they told us all to go back home our homes because this is now a ghetto and not not to try to escape because we won't be able to and uh it's a it's such a it's it's a, it's a story that would take you, you we only have a half an hour and it's, it would take at least an hour uh to tell it you know up up to the point of coming to america mm. and uh so and it, it it's you know it's it's unbelievable and it's unforgettable, and I can't forget it. But I, I usually can separate myself a little bit from it after I speak because otherwise I would go crazy. Really, you know. But Fair. I'm okay. Yep.
2: Would you like to talk about what you're doing today? Funny. And you, would you like to talk about what you're doing today? What you're currently Is that doing? What I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I since you not- you've been in America, you've been in Palm Springs. How long? Oh,
1: I can see uh, Are you
2: too close to the uh, microphone because I can't understand? I beg oh,
3: your pardon.
2: Fair enough. Uh, I was just asking what if she wanted to talk about what she did today, what she's doing today these days.
1: Oh, ab- absolutely. Uh, I, I do have a question um i'm 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 sitting here t- chatting with people on Twitter. and one of the questions uh, that we were being asked, and it's something Paul and I discussed earlier in the show, now that we have people coming out saying the Holocaust didn't happen and doing all of this, um, what do you think the best way for all of us um, is is to combat this? Well,
3: there, you you cannot combat ignorance, you know I mean, uh, I, you know, when I start to think about it, I say, you know, somebody would, told me, would tell me just out of nowhere, without education, this kind of story. I would say, oh, that couldn't be possible. How could a, one human being be—how could, how could a, a, a society that's supposed to be educated like Germany— uh, how could how could that be? How could this happen? How could they take children and throwing them in the air and and, and skeet shooting uh, the babies as they were as they were like 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 garbage, you know? Uh, you you say how could they do? And then they go home and play with their own children. How is that possible? So so I don't blame people for saying it couldn't happen, but only ignorant people say that because if they knew history. And they knew the whole uh, thing, how it all started. Then you know this wouldn't happen. You 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 cannot convince anyone of anything. Ideology is very hard to, you know, to 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 fix. You know that, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. So it, it, it's different. All I can do is I know that this the st- I have in one school. She just told me the teacher. I spoke there with my husband uh, for. For all these years, that we touched uh, 5,000 children, only in that school, one school. And the 5,000 children, every single one of them I know, wrote to me and wrote to us and said, we will pass it on, we will not allow this to happen, because I made them, I always make them raise their hand and promise me that they will really fight not only anti-Semitism, but hatred. Because hatred is a cancer in humanity. It's just a cancer, and it's got to stop. And all I can do is is go to this generation, and maybe they'll fix things. Because our generation screwed it all up. Paul, you had so, a
1: question? Uh,
2: I don't know if she's hearing me right now. Uh, we have a technical difficulty. I wanted to ask what uh, she's doing today and where we can find her.
1: mm Uh, Do you have social
3: media we can follow you on? Oh, well, no, you can. Listen, first of all, I'm always available. I'm one of those people that is always, you can always contact me. You can always text me. You can always email me. I will answer every email, which I do to anybody. Even, you know, when the kids, I give them my email and I tell, tell them, if you have any questions that you didn't understand, just, just text me or call me and or, or, or email me, and I will answer every single question because that's what I'm here for. So uh, if... I don't, I don't do, I, I do Facebook by very little. I don't want to get into politics because that's not a good idea. I don't discuss religion because I'm not religious. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I don't want to. This is not something I want to discuss. I just want to talk about. What can happen to humanity if you don't, if you are not educated? Go ahead. I
1: I think that is absolutely admirable. If you have one thing you want people to take from your story, what would it be?
3: Oh, kind. You know, they ask me, what's my religion? And I say kindness. All I want them to be is be kind to one another. And it doesn't. I, I, I don't care. I don't care what religion, what color, what, what, whatever you are. All I want is the world to be kind. Just kindness is religion. And the religion screws up. Religion in my, in my head screws up the whole world. So kindness would be it. That's what I wanted I, to take away. To be kind I, to one another. You don't have to be the best friends. You don't have to, 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 but you have to be kind. And I think kindness makes love, and love, love will cure all. I think and, that and is that's a very, say. very
1: good way of looking at it. Your husband was also a Holocaust survivor, and you talk about oh, his let me story. Tell you. Can you?
3: Can I tell you a little bit about my husband? I would my love this. Yeah, my husband hasn't, he always used to say my story is worse because I was so young. But his story is so sad that it's unbelievable. He, he came from Romania. I am from Poland. Uh, in, in Romania, they did horrible things, did almost the same thing. They took him out of the houses. He came from a very affluent family, you know, had everything, anything and everything. They took them and put them in a ghetto, just like, like, Animals, that well, animals. Uh, animals should be treated well too, but they they they, mm-hmm. they they put they put him in the in a ghetto. They took him to Auschwitz. His mother and his little baby brother went went straight into the gas chamber. They told him it was showers, but it was gas. <laughs> So they guessed them, and when his father, he was telling me and crying. When his father was screaming, "Where's my wife? Where's my wife?" the 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 people uh, uh, in the camp that was, you know, they were there already. They had just arrived. They pointed to the to the chimney because they were burning them as soon as they gasped them. You know, so he was pointing. There's your wife in the chimney. You know, she went up in smoke by that time. And so my husband, who really was born with a silver spoon in his mouth at the age of 12, they took him with his father's his mother, his baby brother. Okay. She died right away when they took him to Auschwitz with a baby. My husband, my husband, and at 12 years of age, looked like a, like a short little, um, uh, man. So somehow somebody pushed him over to the father's side, you know, cause they said left, right, left. You know the ones that live, the ones that died. Well, he was ordered to 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 the to the left or to the right. I forgot which one. Uh, to to work as a workforce. So he and his father. Uh, I'll just give you a little word. that put in a, a, one of the camps. He went to the uh, to work in the ammunition factory, which was underground, and his father was so mixed up. This this this. Macho man who was uh I mean a real, real force of nature, was so so deteriorated by then, uh, that he messed up the or the, the ammunition something. So immediately they thought he was doing uh you know, he was doing it on purpose. Uh so they took him out, made all the camp to watch, including this little boy who was twelve, and and put him on a on a on one of those stretching tables, and another man, and they beat him and beat him to death right in front of it. And oh, and uh, he started screaming, "That's my father! That's my father!" And then he got hit with a with a also with the butt of a rifle, and he has a, he had a big scar. And and he fell to the floor. And when he woke up, he saw his father dead on the table, and he walked. He walked away, and then he was left alone. You know, he just didn't know didn't know what he should do. He even told me that wasn't they were so hungry when they put him in the marches. Oh, I didn't tell you when they took him out of Romania uh, to Auschwitz. They they on those horrible trains that you heard about. Those those what they. They usually transported cows on those trains. And so they they squeezed them like sardines on those horrible trains. And uh, people were just dying. They're just dying from the heat. and, and, And they were like sardines. And finally, his grandfather, his grandfather, died died right in the train, and he was sitting on his dead grandfather he says until he they took him out in auschwitz and told him to get out and and that was you know he 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 has he had really also i have both books I wrote both books his and mine you know because mm. i just uh he didn't his english wasn't that good um so we met. We met like two ships in the night, you know, uh,
2: just by chance. Well, anyway, yeah, where where can we find
3: those books? You can you can buy them. Uh, you can where well, you can buy them just uh, on PayPal. Uh, they are uh, they are fifteen dollars each, and um, and uh, yeah, it just just use my. Um, Go to PayPal and use my uh, my um, oh. Gmail address. Uh, I'll, put a, I'll, we'll, put, we'll put, I'll put, a, put link. a
1: link up. We'll put a link up. Um, I have to ask, what you've been through is so... Uh, it's heartbreaking. It's horrifying. And the amount of strength that it takes to get through something like that for both you and your husband, the fact that you were able to get through it and... Find love, obviously, there's never peace after something like that how How did you make it through? I mean emotionally, how did you do it? How did your husband
3: well remember I was five or six years old between five and six. We were hmm. you oh you don't even i mean I can't even describe to you when we finally what we went through until we found the place that would hide us. we were hidden uh, ten people my my aunt and uncle and my two cousins and, and other aunt and uncle in a, in a stable uh, with a, it in the place where the pigs were two pigs they took it out and they put the pigs on the other side of the barn and they put us in this little square where we did not we could not sleep we were sitting on on straw and we were uh, at night. We would put one one head on each other's shoulders, you know, to sleep. There was no getting up, no walking. We we it and and you know how long we stayed like that, and starving, starving. Lice were eating us up. the 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 the, my, the our feet were full of blisters. And life, I mean, just life. We haven't bathed for two years. No, no water, no bathing. Hungry all the time, and we sat in that barn. They brought us every so often something to eat, but our stomachs were growling, and the lice were eating us up. And and and, but but, uh, and they there was no way that they could feed us anymore. That's why they didn't really want to keep us, but. You know, we were begging and begging, so he, he let us in the barn. And, um, it was under, uh, did, can you imagine uh, four children sitting, sitting totally brain, brain dead, sitting like that, doing nothing, no pencil, no paper, nothing, just sitting and looking at the wall and, and not even talking because if you whispered a little louder, they shushed your parents because you know the neighbors would hear you. You had to relieve yourself in that, in the in the same thing that the cow and the pigs relieved, and you know in the in the in that whole, uh, like a little mountain of of of, of stuff of theirs. We had to mix ours into that so the neighbors don't see that it's human waste, and we did it in front of each other. Everything because there was no privacy whatsoever. Ten people sitting, scrunched together. Uh, I'm telling you, on a uh, maybe four 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 by four feet, like two desks. Uh, with a pig! You know, uh, where, where two two pigs would be, they didn't give them any room in those those days. And and we sat like that, and and we no education, no nothing. You know, the just sitting, sitting and waiting and waiting. Either to be killed, to be found out, or to survive, and we survived. We survived after three oh, years, my God. almost three yeah. years, sitting like that. Imagine. So it's, uh, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's and then no. and, and then nowhere to go because we were not lucky enough to be um, to be rescued by uh, uh, you know liberated by the Americans. We were liberated by Russians. Who didn't give a damn about us or, or even know about Holocaust survivors or anything. Uh, so we had to make our way over from, from Poland all the way to Germany in order to get to the American zone so they would help us. You have, you, I mean, it's not imaginable, you know, I mean, I, it's, 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 if you heard the story from the beginning, you just—I uh, I know that even when I get gangster kids, you know that are very difficult to to. The, the teacher always asks me to speak because they are so unruly. You don't hear a mm. pin drop. You know they are so attentive. And and, and um, one time wow. I, I saw a, a, a really a, a, a gangbanger. You could see a, really? you could see it on his face. You know, like, yeah, what is she going to say? What, uh, yes, yeah. and, and saw... but we are just Here's... about, out yeah, of
1: time. We're, to the, we're, we're to the end of the show. I'd love to have you on again if you're willing yes. to because we have uh, close to a thousand questions that have come in on Twitter and I'd love to ask them
3: if you're willing to come oh, in I... again. Yeah. Yes. And if, like, oh yes, I I would be. I, listen, I'm happy to share it with the world because I'm not going to be here that long. And you know, I am. I always say I'm the young, one of the youngest, one of the few youngest survivors still alive. When I mm-hmm. die, there will be no one else to tell you the truth of the Holocaust. You know. And well, thank, thank the you stars. so much.
1: Thank you so right. so much for coming on. We'd love to have you on again, guys. We are going to put up a link to her book. Um, I know we usually do a bunch of questions, but Miss Goldie, what you're saying was very, sure. very interesting and I didn't want to interrupt. Thank you very much for uh-huh. joining us.
3: I'll be very happy to do it again, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
1: Guys, thank you for listening in. We're going to have her on again, I promise. I'm Summer Helene. I'm with my co-host, Paul Michael Boland, and we are on with very, very...
0: Thanks for checking out the show staff and management every saturday morning listen for the superstar sports talk block on voice america variety we've got the best programs if you want to talk football hunting outdoors racing and more the weekends belong to sports and you'll find it every saturday beginning at 6 a.m pacific time And 9 a.m. Eastern Time, you'll hear from the players, owners, experts, and fans from around the world. It's the Saturday Superstar Sports Talk Block. Wow, that's a mouthful. And it's only on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet?